Hi everyone, good evening. Charlotte here from Enriching Environments and this is Top Tip Tuesday on Instagram Live on Tuesday the 15th of March. And just as we wait a few moments for everyone to come on, let me give you an update on where I was. Hi Irina, um, last week. So last week I did a, um, hello everyone who's joining. Um, last week I did a webinar, a webinar for Montessori Musings. You can follow them on um, Instagram, Montessori Musings UK. And we did a webinar for International Women's Day about working with parents. And there was myself and two other guests who were there speaking to Wendelin and Barbara about how we can support parents and the wider community and wider families. Um, when hi Paulina when we are um, working with them so it was really great so you can go to the Montessori Musings Instagram page Montessori Musings UK and in their link in bio you'll be able to join that webinar um, just watch a replay of that webinar that I did last Tuesday which is why I wasn't here but anyway, it was really good it was really interesting and the other guests were talking about the ways in which they work with parents and there was one called Playhood which is this really interesting concept in London where the um, school and the parents are on site. It's really, really interesting. So the school was started in these parents, um, in this lady's home, and then the parents, and this started during COVID, the parents are working from home, but in um, like an outbuilding, a garage in the, the lady's garden. So the children have their parents on site, um, and it was really, really interesting to hear about that working and obviously it's amazing because then the children can see their parents several times during the day and it's all very much a homely and nurturing um, community. It was just such an awesome idea. Anyway, so go to the Montessori Musings website and you can um, check out that webinar. It was super interesting. So let's talk about um, food preparation for young children. This has come about as part of uh, the celebration of um, the COVID restrictions being lifted here in Dubai. So it means now that we can do food preparation in the classroom again, which is something we have been missing hugely during COVID. So what we have been asking our children to do in the class, which I'm guiding at the moment, is um, bring in pieces of fruit or boiled eggs, vegetables, so that the child can prepare their own snack. And um, this has been so much fun doing this, resuming this last week. We had our parent conferences last um, Wednesday. And so we had the opportunity, the perfect timing to be able to speak to the parents one by one about what we're gonna do and the tools that we have and what, fruit, what food they could bring in for their child to prepare. So um, that was really, really fun. And so I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to do a live on the importance of that, whether you are at home or whether you are, your child is in a toddler community or whether you are a Montessori guide or any type of nursery teacher and um, wanting to guide the children in your environment to prepare their own snack. That's what we're gonna talk about this evening. Please do jump in if you have any questions as ever. So, um, how it's transformed our toddler community is that means that the children are coming in and preparing their snacks. They have these opportunities for autonomy straight away when they come in. And um, hi, Yastam. When we look at this in terms of the home or in a toddler community or school environment, um, 
let's talk about what young children are capable of. So as you probably know, anyone who is a parent of a toddler who is watching, young children are hugely, hugely capable, way, 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 way more capable than we give them credit for, than we give them the freedom and the ability to follow. And what I usually find is um, when working with parents, working with families, is that children are way, way, way more capable than adults think physically, but a lot less capable emotionally than what adults think. So it's sort of switched. We sort of expect them, I don't know, not to have a tantrum, as it were, or to be logical about whether they want the red or the blue plate. However, they can't do that because there's no prefrontal cortex that's all developing. There's no impulse control. All of those things aren't there. So we have very high and unrealistic expectations of our children emotionally, but physically in so many areas we hold them back. We might expect them to not have a tantrum, but at the same time we might be hindering their autonomy by not having everything at child height in, um, in the home, for example. And I'm not saying that applies to every family, but in general that's what I, that's what I see. So, with food preparation, it's like, sorry, our new kitten is in front or behind the camera and is playing with a pinball, playing with my notes and knocking, generally knocking the, uh, oh no, she's just pulled out one of the drawing pins. And I think that's going to be a bit dangerous if she bites that. It's totally like having a toddler in the house. She's really, she's super, super sweet. Uh, sorry, he's super, super sweet. He's a community cat that we rescued um, uh, last weekend, or beginning before last weekend. And he was looking really, really sorry for himself. And he's now biting my headphones. And now um, he's become a part of the family and he's been checked out and he's been neutered and he's all fine, but he's just like this cute toddler that keeps like trashing the place and biting everything and breaking glasses and knocking things over. It's really quite fun. But now he's chewing everything <laughs> that I'm doing here. Um, so sorry for the interlude. So um, food preparation with young children, they are super, super capable. The things that we can bear in mind is offering autonomy, opportunities for autonomy, opportunities for independence in every room of our house. And what that, hi Harry, hi uh, Nada, hi everyone who's joining, they need opportunities in every room of the house. What that looks like in the kitchen is a learning tower, if you've got one, so somewhere where they can climb up and work al alongside you collaboratively. Um, in So that's what, what you can do up high for them. Everything else needs to be at their height. So they need to have um, a box in the fridge, um, an area in the fridge that they can help themselves to for their snack. They need to have a low shelf or a low cupboard in the kitchen that has stuff that they need in it. So small chopping boards, little bowls for serving, jugs for pouring, the tools that they need. So your basic tools are um, wooden toddler knife, um, well, depending on their age, but a wooden toddler knife. When they're a bit older and really capable, then um, more capable and have got good hand-eye coordination, you can move them to a metal knife. Um, the one that I love is the Opinel one. Um, Opinel is a super fancy French brand that do gorgeous knives, and they've made a really super um, children's knife, which I think Harry has got in his lunch bag. I, can't, I couldn't lay my hand on it before um, we came live. But it's called Opinel, it's the brand. It comes with a peeler and um, a knife, a chef's knife for children. Um, my children were using it from the age of maybe just under two. 
um, onwards, uh, and as I say, Harry's still using it now, he's just turned five. Um, they also need yet yeah, an apple cutter, they need a peeler to peel, they need an egg slicer, egg slicing is super fun for young children, um, what else do they need? Um, just lots of bowls and plates and glasses and jugs and things, chopping boards at their height so that they can get what they need. So what we can think about when we're um, thinking of food preparation for a young child, we're going to think that we've got, um, we're going to invite them to have a snack or are you hungry? Let's see what there is for snack. So you've got to think they're going to get to the fridge, they're going to open the fridge and they're going to have their box with their specific things in there. Let's think of the cycle step by step. So then they're going to be able to need, they're going to need to be able to take out what it is that they need, what it is that they want, make their choice. And then they're going to need a chopping board. They're going to need the knife. And where are they going to put that now? Are they then going to climb up to <coughs> the learning tower? Or do you have a low down table that they can do food preparation in? So think of every single step. Um, afterwards, how are they going to wash up? Um, what dishes are they going to serve their snack in? Where are they going to eat their snack after they've prepared it? I mean, obviously toddlers do a lot of eating on the go, which is why it's so great for picky eaters to do food preparation because it's so tempting, isn't it? We all do it when we're cooking. We just eat as we go. There's like a little bit of, a bit of carrot here and a bit of cucumber here. So it's really, really good for picky eaters food preparation because they end up eating a lot more than they would if, we were sitting them down in front of, hi Annabelle, in front of a meal, um, passively, as it were. So, they're capable of everything, it's just that everything needs to be child-sized and at their height, so they can do things for themselves as much as possible. Um, so think of the access, a learning task, they can climb up and be collaborative with us, a cupboard with the tools, child-sized everything, and a box in the fridge, which has got their stuff on, in it, so they know um, this is for their sense of order, so they know that they can have what they like from that box. Um, let me take a sip of water, and then I can talk through why food preparation is so important. So, food preparation, why is it so important? Oh my goodness, there's so many. I wrote down, I think, ten reasons. Um, so let's start those and you can let me know um, if you have any questions. Hi Lucy, as we go through. Um, so why food preparation is so important. If they've got a learning tower and they're climbing up and down, that is gross motor. They need balance, they need strength to climb up and down, they need coordination, fine motor, gross motor. So the more every child within the first six years of life needs to move. And just the act of toing and froing, coming and going, up and down the steps, um, getting what they need from the tools they need from the cupboard, getting what they need from the fridge, all of that is part of this essential movement that is required in the first six years of life. So it covers gross motor, fine motor. Um, oh, fine motor activities are so great food preparation. You can boil them an egg and then they can tap it themselves on the table once it's boiled and then peel the shell off. That's an awesome fine motor um, activity for a young child and obviously they get to eat the egg afterwards and it's actually really tricky peeling an egg when you're a little person. You've got little fingers and you're trying to, trying to peel it so it's really good for concentration, coordination and fine motor. Also pomegranates, you can cut the pomegranate into quarters and show them how to take the rubies out, you know, one by one or a few at a time. Again, that uses this, the pincer grip, which is a really important um, foundational grip for uh, writing later on. So um, taking the pomegranate rubies out is again another really useful activity. 
Um, concentration. Doing food preparation takes a lot of concentration. They're inevitably really engrossed. It's a full sensory experience. They're smelling things. They're hearing the noise that they cut through the carrot or the cucumber, whatever it is. Um, it's very sensory, different textures. You know, cutting a strawberry. You know, they can smell the juice. They can see the juice staining their finger. They can feel the juice on their hand. I mean, it looks really inviting. So it's a full sensory experience, and it engages all of their attention. So it's really good for hi, Emma. So it's really good for. Um, uh, a full sensorial experience and for concentration. Um, the next thing, coordination, hand-eye coordination. Obviously, these are the first attempts at our children using a knife, carrying a chopping board, often carrying serving bowls, working out what they're going to do next. You know, peeling a satsuma takes a lot of coordination. Peeling a banana takes a lot of coordination. Or oh, I've got a really good tip for you when your child is learning to peel a banana. So first you cut the banana in half yourself and then make a slit around the top where you want them to start peeling. Make a slit and then peel a tiny bit back and then give it back to them or put it back on the, on the plate or on the table. So they've got that little slit um, in there so they can then pull it down. They're not going to be able to manage a whole banana on their own. So firstly cut it in half and then make the slit and that's going to make it so much easier for them to do it autonomously. Um, so hand-eye coordination. I mean, it's just so brilliant in so many ways. There's so many skills that are needed for food preparation. As I say, firstly, the toing and throwing, the coordination, the managing to chop things. Um, over time, they will become more precise in their chopping. Initially, you know, every piece, like you get like, a, they would have chopped a cucumber, but it's only in, you know, two pieces <laughs> rather than what we would do in five or six or whatever. So it's really, really amazing to see their progress. You know, they become more precise in their movements. And we mustn't criticize them or say anything at this stage because it's all learning. I mean, everything that they do is exploration. Um, everything they do, they're learning about the world um, around them. So we show appreciation for whatever it is that they do. And um, this uh, practicing every day is so important for their repetition and so important for um, their sense of order. Toddlers in particular need things to be done in an ordered way. So learning um, and, and their sense of order is actually their foundation for mathematics later because it's all about sequencing. You know, part of, um, and I was speaking to Sama earlier, if she's still on, earlier about when we were talking about toilet learning and how it's so important. There's actually three stages um, of a child uh, toilet learning. One is, you know, noticing that they're wet. Secondly is knowing what to do, you know, knowing where to go when they are wet. And the third thing is actually doing it in the right place. And that's learning sequencing as well. So everything that they learn in the toddler years is a foundation, an indirect foundation for mathematics because they learn that things need to be done in a certain order for them to um, go through this process that needs to be, you know, that, that's being done, whether it's going to the toilet or whether it's food preparation, everything is done in a certain order. So this is such a strong foundation. All of the practical life for toddlers is so valuable um, because that this is where they learn this, uh, the order. It's literally they're going into little filing cabinets in their brain and the repetition and um, where they can trust that things are where they need it, child size, at their height, um, in a reliable place, that they can do that repetition when they need it. It's all foundation for mathematics, which is just just so mind-blowing when, when we think of it like that, really. Um, 
Reason number four why food preparation is so awesome, I've written down here, is picky eaters. It's just honestly a transformative experience for picky eaters. For the child who's a picky eater at home or will only eat, I don't know, in front of a screen, maybe you've had a really tricky um, experience with trying to make your child sit down or they don't want to eat anything, so you've kind of got into the cycle of putting on a screen to help them eat and that really works because now they are eating but you're thinking, ah, how do I move away from this situation? You know, having them involved in food preparation, whatever the scenario of why they're resisting food, Having them um, prepare their food, even if it's just a snack once a day, is so transformative because it removes um, it removes the our adult focus on the outcome and it makes them focused on the process. And all young children are process driven, not outcome driven. So if we are, even if they are alongside us when we're cooking an omelette, whether maybe we're making the salad and we're peeling the orange, you know at the beginning if they're not interested but they're alongside us and we're talking through what we're doing it's a great language opportunity actually when we're talking through and they're engaged us you know we are their greatest role model they will be so tempted to join in you this full sensory experience you know you're making pizza and the smell of the basil leaves you know and who doesn't want to get their hands on dough and like squeeze it and push it and punch it and rub it all around, you know, it's just such a sensorial experience and it's so vital in the early years and it's so useful as well. So um, we're indirectly developing this love of food with food preparation and whether that's in the, the children's community that they're in at school or whether it's at home, it's this love of food that is sort of, I don't know, becomes sort of embodied as part of who they are. Um, they really, really love, really, really love food. And so many children come into, you know, our community and perhaps they don't eat that well at home or they're not really interested in food unless their brother or sister is with them or whatever the reason. As soon as they come into community, into the school environment and they're with other children also eating and even more so since we start doing this food preparation, it just really shifts for them. And then they, they're taking ownership. It's part of their autonomy, which is my next point. It's part of their autonomy um, and what they can do. They can follow their needs, their wishes, their desire um, in preparing what it is that they want. Um, so, yeah, it's a huge part of uh, transforming picky eaters and their autonomy as well. Um, uh, number six was... Uh, their sense of self because we're offering them choices if we think back to our box in the fridge of fruit or vegetables that we're going to offer them you know would you like to chop the carrot or the cucumber or do you want to chop both which one are you going to chop first which one are you going to peel first it's all developing this sense of self it's so um powerful for them to be deciding on what goes in their body for not to be a passive experience but it, this to be an active experience and um, as you know as you all have toddlers they need to be an active participant in our home in our community they need to be able to see that full cycle that um, we do the washing up afterwards and we enjoy the snack and everything goes back where it belongs all of that is the full cycle and for them every single part of that cycle is as important like we might kind of hi there Marina we might um, rush to get to the end right but for them it's all about this process one by one step by step um, 
that they want to uh, complete, they want to go through. It's all part of the pleasure in the repetition for them. Um, and then the rest of the things I wanted to say about why it's so important for them is it basically um, fulfills pretty much each of their sensitive periods. So in Montessori, we um, uh, describe the child's early years in terms of their sensitive periods. And these are six sensitive periods where Dr. Montessori described them as a window of opportunity, where particular skills are being learned, where children have a particular sensitivity to certain aspects of their environment or things that they want to do or want others to do. And in this sensitive period, in this window of opportunity, it's huge learning, it's um, unconscious learning, and it's um, whole body, full sensorial learning. And so the sensitive periods are movement, order, language, uh, sorry, movement, repetition, language, order, uh, small objects, and then the social side of life, sociability. So, um, hi everyone who's joining. So, when we're doing food preparation, movement, yep, that's covered. That supports their need for movement because they're moving around to find what they need, to get what they need, to climb up and down. Um, they're using fine motor movements and gross motor movements. Uh, repetition. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of chopping, a lot of peeling. If we can get in the habit of doing it every day, so that satisfies repetition. Language. So much rich language comes from food preparation. Um, if you're a bilingual family, you could have food preparation and meal times in one language, but then the rest of your conversation in another language. That's a really fun thing to do. Um, uh, but use uh, talk through always what we're doing so they get to learn the names of the tools they get to know the names of the food the fruit whatever that you're preparing um, order sense of order is fab with food preparation because they understand that these are the things that happen and then either we eat or it goes in the pot and we eat it afterwards the sense of order things are done in a certain way and that what really supports their sense of order is my fridge box is there in the same place every time. The tools that I need are on the shelf in the same place every time. My learning tower is where it needs to be so I can climb up and do what I need to do. That's what supports their sense of order. Having that predictable, consistent um, routine, their consistent, uh, predictable rhythm of our home. Um, what else did we get to? Sensitivity to small objects, yeah. So the sensitivity to small objects is amazing with food prep because when you've got, you know, peeling eggshells or pomegranate rubies as we talked about, picking out pomegranate rubies as we talked about before, they are fascinated with small things. They will cut the tiniest bit of carrot peel that we can barely see and they'll spend sort of 20 seconds trying to just pick it up from the kitchen counter and I'm sure you've all seen that with your little toddler because their detail, their attention to detail and their fascination with small objects is so um, it's so apparent and it's for us to fulfill that need and one way we can do that is from, from food prep. And the final sensitive period which usually comes in uh, after the age of three intensively, that one is the sensitivity to um, the social side of life. So they really, really seek to be in a community. They seek out to be with other children. Um, and uh, of course, if young children are then eating in community at school or at nursery, that fulfills that need. So food preparation is just one of these 
all-encompassing things we can do with our children that's part of our daily life that with just a little bit of uh, a few tweaks in the kitchen a few tweaks in the fridge and thinking what can my child what does my child really really love to eat and how can I facilitate them preparing their own snack the foundation we give them in the early years for this type of love of food the skills the coordination the confidence in the kitchen this is going to stand them in such good stead um, in the in the later years and you'll have five seven-year-olds who can cook a meal properly who can cook their own breakfast um olivia and harry have got into cooking fried eggs recently which is a bit random for me because i don't eat eggs hi joe um but they just love it they're really really into it and because we've done it from such a young age you know they're confident with the stuff obviously i'm close by but you know they're confident and this is just because i laid the foundation when they were younger and sometimes they want to eat and sometimes they don't want to eat but and sometimes they want to do the full preparation and sometimes they just want to chop their own cucumber to go with hummus both are fine but they've got what they need at their fingertips and they've got the skills because we built that foundation so um i can't recommend it highly enough food preparation with young children it's really really fun it's such a great bonding activity olivia and i do a lot of cooking together because it's really her thing harry as people who follow me for a long time know that harry is cleaning and olivia is cooking um so cooking together is what olivia and i love to do and that's where our way of bonding that's when she opens up and chats to me um and harry's more of a he, he's good at food prep but he's more like a fast eater and he'd rather get on and do something else like the hoovering or the mopping um but for olivia and i will spend a long time sitting and eating together so it's really uh, it's such a beautiful opportunity for connection and they can build these neural pathways that food means connection and food means that i get the opportunity to prepare something for someone else be part of the community be a contributing part of the community and then um you know we sit down together and we all eat together so it's a really um a subtle but powerful message that we're giving them with um with food preparation sorry i've done so much talking if you have any questions please do um add them in now give them get type in now so a few probably obvious things to say but they're capable of pretty much everything, but you mustn't ever leave them unsupervised with knives or near the stove or on their learning towel. Hopefully um, that goes without saying. But um, what I did is just all the knives um, was out of reach from a very young age. They knew that the cooker was hot. We've just got one of these big switches on the wall. So I just switch it off still now. I just switch off the big uh, cook a switch on the wall when they're little you don't want them unattended in the learning tower so just make sure you're really really close the knives that they can use just make sure that they are you know toddler safe so they're the right size <laughs> hey nada pleasure um so just make sure that the tools are the right size um for them and things like the chopping board is the right so you can get small ones from ikea which are really sweet nice wooden ones just make sure that everything is the correct size for them because accidents happen when they haven't got the right right size things because then they lose their balance and they're a bit wobbly um so make sure the knives if you wanted a wooden toddler knife that's even safe for a baby because they can chew it it hasn't got a blade it's just got a sort of like a pointed edge and it's great for soft fruits like bananas and strawberries, melon, watermelon. You can get one on my um, website that I make myself. Let's just go, go to my link in bio and you can and click on the picture of the toddler knife so you can get one of those. Um, otherwise, a metal knife, Opinel, do some really, love the French brand, do some really, really lovely 
um, metal knives. You used to be able to get them from Tavola here in the UAE, but you just need to check their website on that. I think Tavola Morley Emirates, but you might be able to get them online as well. Um, so they're way more capable of than what we think. We just need to get things at their height. Um, it's really important for so many reasons, but the main thing is their sense of self and it's a love of food, which I just don't think there can be anything more important um, than that. And um, how do you begin? Sit on the floor in your kitchen and look around. What can your child access? What can they not access? If they wanted to prepare their own snack, what do they need at their height? Have a look around. What can they currently get their hands on to prepare their snack? <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you for joining, Jenny. Um, what do they need to get their what do they need at their height to get their hands on to prepare their own snack? You know, what do they really, really like? Can you start there to prepare them, even if it's just peeling and slicing a banana? If it's hi there, Nayla. Um, what can uh, they have at their height that will enable them to be as autonomous as possible? Um, and my idea is what we're doing in the classroom is we have um, apple cutting and peeling. We have one of those old-fashioned um, sort of arm peelers that actually does spirals. It's metallic. It must be really, really old. It's a really old-fashioned gadget. And it does spirals of apple, which is so fab. The children absolutely love that. We've got a juicer for juicing oranges. A little, not an electric one, just a little, um, really a small one for little hands. Um, small plastic one. We've got an egg slicer. So they bring in their own um, boiled egg and then with the shell on and then tap the shell, peel it off. They can prepare their own pomegranates. We've got a wooden knife and chopping board. Um, what else? Think that's everything and also we've got a pestle and mortar so they can add their own spices they can add their own herbs if they like olive oil garlic pound it in the pestle and mortar and add, you know make their own dressing as well that's another way you can add interest um, and make them sure that they're doing the whole process of food preparation so i hope i've given you some food for thought this will go on my feed shortly of course um, thank you so much for joining me. And if you have any questions, add them in now while I take my last sip of water. My kitten is now growling at Wiggly. Oh, is now growling at Wiggly. So just throw a flip-flop. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, thank you so much for joining me this evening. If you have any questions, ask them now. Otherwise... I will see you next week for Top Tip Tuesday. Don't hesitate to send me in any questions if you have them. And as I say, link in bio to my knife and my courses and all my other bits and pieces. Um, and I can't wait to hear all of your stories about food preparation. And I think the most amazing thing that I see with food preparation in our toddler community is it really binds them together as a group. It's so interesting. They sit and watch each other. Just the concentration and the attentiveness that the children are getting from seeing each other um, prepare their own fruit, you know, and vegetables, eggs, whatever it is, is really, really fascinating because they are now 
from having their pre-prepared snack, which is what it needed to be because of COVID, they're now all active participants in the, in the eating experience and in the wider community. And it's such a buzz of interest for all of the children. So it's really interesting. They're learning so much through observation of each other in food preparation. And that applies in the home. Just having a child in a learning tower at the same height as you so they can watch you cook is such an enriching experience for them. And of course, multi-sensorial, multi-sensory as well. Thanks so much for joining me. And I will see you next week for Topsit Tuesday. Send me in any questions and tag me in any photos of your child doing any food prep and I'll share them in my stories. Thanks so much for joining me. Take care. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.